cloud. By the way, we have 24 hours of recording time. So no Yeah. I went for the big package of $9, but <laughs> okay. Um, welcome everyone to hybrid calisthenics podcast number six. This will probably be uploaded um, before hybrid calisthenics podcast number five, just because I, I, uh, I lost the file a little bit. I still have it, but I have to load it up. It's just me talking anyway. No one really wants to hear that, <laughs> but I'm going to attempt to speak a little bit slower than I usually do. So people can actually understand me. I'm here with Dr. Ryan Warren. Um, chiropractor extraordinaire in Northwest Arkansas. And we have a, we're live on a couple of places now. So bear with us if we have some technological issues. Um, but we're chatting about just the pandemic, his thoughts on it. You know, I, I first, he posts a little bit about it on Facebook, some of his personal stuff. And he just had some strong opinions. I have some strong opinions too, but we're just going to talk a little bit about it and see if we can share some facts and some things that can help other people. How are you, Ryan? Mm-hmm. Great, man. Thanks for having me again. Yeah. Um, so I, I just wanted, uh, I looked up, just to get, uh, get us started, I looked up some of the figures before we did. There was, um, I'll, I do too. I, ha- I, ha- I have them as well as of today. We'll see. Yeah. Uh, we probably got them from different sources so we can see how accurate they are. Well, um, in the United States, it says we have confirmed 1.3 million cases. Yeah, that's um, what I have. 79,000 deaths. Um, and 192,000 recovered. Yeah, that's about what I have as well. Right, right. Um, now, the first thing I, I want to mention, and uh, I'm going to, I talked to Brian about this. Like, I often ask questions, even if I know the answer to them, um, things that I see a lot of people ask, and I just want to get the answer just so everyone's on the same page. Now, I hear a lot that people who die from other causes, but they have the virus latent in them, that's counted as a death. Uh, is that correct? Yes. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's been confirmed several times now. And um, what? Um, here's a quote from um, just a, just a little while ago, not too long ago, um, that the recommendations from the CDC that are coming down to these doctors is um, confirmed death cases can be cases that are assumed in the physician's eyes as probable to have COVID, even if they've never had a positive uh, test come through. Oh, really? So just based on symptoms, huh? Yes, absolutely. So that really makes you wonder as to how many of those could possibly have COVID-like symptoms, which a lot of elderly people die of pneumonia and things of that nature that are similar symptoms to COVID that actually didn't have them in in their system. I'm not saying it's the overwhelming majority or anything like that, but there's got to be a significant number that are listed as, um, you know, COVID deaths that most likely aren't. Right. Well, I mean, even a few deaths, even a small percentage is worrying because we're basing a lot of decisions made at a huge government level and at a micro level, you know, mm-hmm. like grocery stores that can't open based on those figures. So yeah, even a small percentage is important. Um, before uh, we go on, I, I want to say, I, I won't speak for uh, Dr. Warren here, but I, I am not of the – like, some people are very cavalier about the virus. So like, because, I mean, we basically just said some things that are common in, like, um, that we have in common with people who are cavalier about the virus. Who's like, they said, I, I don't care about this at all. We think it is yeah. completely safe. You know, I, like, if someone's coughing, I'll walk up to them in a grocery store and I'll lick their face. You know, I'll give them a smooch. <laughs> you know, um, I'm not quite like that. Um, I, I, I'll give my opinion just right off the bat. I mean, there'll be a very general opinion. But – I think we can take reasonable precautions about the virus, but I'm also concerned sure. about 
you know, because some people, I don't think they understand the possible economic consequences if we sh- literally shut everything down. Yeah, we're not, we're yeah. not saying that, that there's not some benefits to that, but there are also consequences because so, a lot of people died during the depression, for example. Yeah, I, yeah, let's get there. I say let's, let's uh, slow down here for a sec and um, let's talk about <coughs> – I just have something in my throat. I don't have sure. COVID. <laughs> <laughs> but um, <coughs> let's talk about some numbers here again real quick. We started about that. We just barely touched on that. I have the numbers from your county, actually, Baxter County. Okay. Um, I actually heard rumors about there being a death, but in the database, there's only listed five cases in all of Baxter County with zero deaths. Okay. Here, in Bit- here in Benton County, where I live in Northwest Arkansas, um, 116 cases, zero deaths. So mm-hmm. what, what we're talking about and where, what my concern is with this is are we thinking rational and are we being rational with this? Because I don't think we are. Um, I think we're putting, uh, blanket suggestions and blanket, you know, um, ideas and stuff over this whole thing. And, um, we need to take this and look at it from a number standpoint and a rational standpoint and focus our efforts there. Right. So here in Arkansas, we're completely leveled off and, and, you know, down on the, on the, on the decline, we shouldn't have, and our governor, governor's done a, uh, you know, pretty decent job in my opinion of mm-hmm. a rational sense um of of where we need to be one of the only five of uh one of the only states out of five that didn't uh, completely shut down um but the efforts need to be focused you know in different spots places where we have a lot more and a lot more deaths why can't we focus our efforts in that you know in that sense you know we've, we've done all the stuff with the hospitals here i've got so many patients talking about layoffs at their office and their their hospitals and, uh, you know, uh, just unemployment going through the roof. And um, in Arkansas, it, it hasn't been awful in Arkansas. No, um, no, we've been blessed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and another number, a lot of people don't know this number, is about 40% of the cases have been in the prison system in Arkansas. Oh, interesting. Almost half the cases in Arkansas are in the prison system. So I just think we need to look at it like that at a rational standpoint and go decisions made based on that and not out of fear. You know, the media is always going to play to your fear and um, decisions made out of fear aren't usually good ones. And if we continue on this path, there may be irreversible damage, you know, to the economy and people's savings and um, just their uh, financial situation and just a trickle effect down from it is what scares me. And that based on some of these numbers and stuff that we're talking about in my mind, doesn't equate to the um, it, it, one second, I was just reading a comment. It doesn't equate yeah. to what, what we're uh, doing. So Candy says, I feel like opening everything up is a mistake and we will see an outbreak. So first off, the virus just doesn't, it's not just every, in Arkansas, everybody's moving around anyways and you can't stop it. So um, right. I don't necessarily agree with that. Um, it's, it's not that uh, it's just hanging out and, um, you know, waiting for everybody to go back out. It's going to, it's going to, you know, spike back up. Um, it's, Do you um, think we will see some kind of effect from that? 
Yeah, yeah, we may see some. Uh, we may see some increase. Um, I think uh, when mm-hmm. everybody goes back to normal, you may see a, a spike in cases uh, from um, people going out a little bit, but not not to anywhere where it's going to be uh, extreme, like a lot of people uh, think. Um, because the thing that you would actually have to do to contain this thing is just not possible. Okay, so um, for example. Um, you know, people that are staying in their homes or, you know, going out and doing stuff. Um, you know, I can give you a couple examples off the top of my head. If you're shopping and you're not wearing gloves, how do you know somebody around you hasn't touched their mouth or, and had it and touched something that you've touched? Um, you know, there's mm-hmm. just millions of, you would have to literally sit in your house, be completely, you know, away from everybody, have everything brought to you completely walled off from everybody to stop this thing. You can't stop the spread of a, you know, a virus. Um, and, you know, people are concerned like the comment like that. I feel like opening everything up is a mistake and we'll see an outbreak. Well, why let's take the flu, for example, why, why is it not a mistake to be open up with the flu? You know um, it's not, you know, we see a lot of, a lot right. of cases and a lot of uh, uh, deaths every year. So, why is it a mistake with this and not a mistake with that? Because we see the numbers now. We see the mortality rate. We see the people that it's hitting. Um, you know, so um, why is it this and not that? Because this is a new thing, and there's a lot of fear around it, and there's a lot of uh, media attention about it. You know, um, if I if I if we put something in the media every single day, and you just hear about it, hear about mm-hmm. it, hear about it, you're gonna. That's what you're gonna know and be scared about. Now, there's a flip side of that, and the flip side is. Yes, it's killing people. Yes, there are some, there are some issues with it. Um, but the majority of those numbers are nursing homes. They are people with diabetes, the elderly, diabetic people, obese people, congestive heart failure, people with two or more uh, comorbidities. You know, those are, I think we need to focus our efforts on those type of, uh, those types of individuals, encourage those individuals uh, to stay home and not get out. Um, to, um, you know, uh, put that some of this stuff that's completely pointless that we're doing outside of places, do that, you know, hardcore on the nursing homes, uh, do that hardcore on these, you know, uh, rehab facilities where people are sick, you know, that type of stuff. It focus our efforts. And we, and I think if our efforts are more focused, it actually is economically, uh, cheaper and, uh, is less expensive. Um, I, I, I think, a lot of times the decisions that are made are politically driven, meaning, you know, whoever's making these decisions are up high. They have, you know, everything coming from all angles. Um, you know, if they, if they open up and there's more deaths, oh, that's going to be on their shoulders. They don't open up and the economy is bad. That's on their shoulders. So they have to, they have to, you know, appeal mm-hmm. to uh, whoever their main voter base is with, with some of these decisions that they're, that they're making. Um, and, uh, that's a problem, you know, so, um, I've made a lot of points, but uh, I'm going to turn it over to you for a few minutes because I'm sure. I've, oh, I've, no, no, I've, no, no, I, I wanted, no, no, no. Um, no, when people get on a spiel, that's, uh, that's when I learn when I'm watching other podcasts and people talk is so I, yeah. I try to be quiet <laughs> at some points. Uh, but no, if Candy's still there, I, I just want to say that I, I, I don't, I mean, I agree with many of the points you were saying. I don't want them to think that we're making fun of them because that, that is a very common thought is like, oh, well, I mean, now that we're reopening, 
there's going to be an outbreak either of coronavirus or many of the other viruses that perhaps we haven't had a chance to adapt to as we normally would going out. Right, exactly. And so, yes, and staying at home and doing nothing and not getting out and doing all this stuff is going to, and the stress and the fear and the anxieties, this is all stuff that's suppressing your immune system. Suppress, suppress, suppress. If we take a bunch of people with suppressed immune systems and then we're all back out in normal, um, you know, out in, um, you know, regular society again, yeah, there's going to be outbreaks of all, all kinds of stuff. But, um, you know, a point that I could make about this is let's say, let's just say we wanted to randomly start testing for strep throat. We're going to start like we are for, you know, COVID and doing this and that mm-hmm. and testing here and you can go real quick and get it done once you can. And, you know, you're doing all this stuff. It's going to look like strep throat is on the rise because we're getting all these confirmed cases of it here and here and here and here and here. And all we hear about is in the news, mm-hmm. strep throat, this or that. And, oh, this old person had complications afterwards. I'm not comparing COVID to strep throat. They're two <clears throat> totally separate things. COVID's right. way more dangerous. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is the, the way it works and the way it's portrayed to us. Does that make sense? So we start testing for a bunch of stuff. Yeah, we can look at, we can look that, you know, make it look like, oh, yeah, that's up and up and up and up and up um, because that's what you're hearing about. You know, one thing that's been forgotten about this whole thing is the, is the – is the flu during this whole thing. And uh, it's still killing people and it's completely, you know, rampant still, um, you know, to, you know, during this time. And uh, a, a question I have for a lot of people is, are we going to lock down next flu season? Because um, next flu season, if we lock down, it would save lives. Right. 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 And, you know, a lot of people's a lot of people's response to, you know, that that rational point is, well, the flu, we have a vaccine for. Yes, the flu, we do have a vaccine for that kills. It still kills a lot of people, you know, millions and millions and millions Mm -hmm. of people. So and and I'm not going to get it on on a vaccine versus anti-vaccine thing. And my point is we have (laughs) we have care for it and it still kills a lot of people. Okay, so. That is not a good point for that is, oh, well, we have a vaccine for the, for the flu, so it, that's okay. Well, we do, but we still have a ton of cases and a ton of deaths every year from it. And staying, in, staying inside would save lives on that one. So why are we not talking about staying inside with that? Because of this one. This one has the hype behind it. It has the drive behind it. It has all the attention. It has you know, all that, mm-hmm. that all, the, all the momentum you know, behind it. That's why. Well, I'm kind of curious as to, um, not with any kind of agenda, but I'm curious as to how this will affect us from a sociological perspective is like, well, because I mean, there are people who are doing things now who I would never imagine anyone doing. I mean, Mm -hmm. I I walked up, like I was like five feet away from someone. He said, well, please don't talk in my face. I wasn't even talking to him, you know? And and I I mean, I wasn't upset with him. I'm just like, sorry, sir. You know, I'll, I'll back up. Um, but you know, it's I, great. So I'm not, it's cr- I mean, it's I'm not, the, the point we've gotten to is just, it's, I, I just don't think we can revert right back to how we were if no. ever you know, no. uh, so, to where, um, maybe people hug each other less people will shake, yeah. won't shake hands as much. Any number. Of absolutely. Things. Absolutely. And, and, you know, there's being some numbers coming out now on, um, not stress, excuse me. Um, like de- anxiety and depression, suicide rates, um, um, uh, uh, domestic violence and abuse and rapes and stuff going through the roof right now because everybody's locked down, you know, uh, oh, yeah. together, you know, um, those, those things are on the rise. Mm-hmm. And, 
um, can be, you know, very bad. And in my case, or in my opinion, worse than some of this stuff. Um, I just, I don't think in some places what it boils down to bottom line, I know I've touched a little bit here and touched a little bit there. Bottom line for me, as you gave your opinion, um, mine is that we need to take more of a rational approach and look at here's where the issues are. Let's put our, our, our efforts there. So bottom line, be a little bit more focused. So like here in Bitten County, 110 mm -hmm. cases, zero deaths. Mm -hmm. Why are we still, you know, doing this? In Arkansas, it's not, it's not bad. So why, you know, why are we, why are we there? Because of the fear and the stuff that's driven and the, you know, all this stuff. Daniel says, uh, what, what we, what we measure, we become hyper aware. And that's true because yeah. what, what you're seeing, you're going to be, you're going to become aware of. And, and it's just flashing our face every day. Boom, 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 you know, all day, you know, nonstop. And, um, you know, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's quite alarming. Oh yeah. For, um, for example, if I started counting all the hairs that are falling from my head every day, I would think I was going bald. Um, and, yeah. <laughs> and if a couple of my roommates follow things, I, I'd like, we, we lose loss of hair every day and we counted that we'd, we'd freak out just to give an example of that. Um, yeah. now you, now you, you've mentioned several examples, but just for someone, um, who just to reiterate, uh, you mentioned rational and reasonable approaches. So for example, in Arkansas and perhaps on a nationwide standpoint, what would, in your opinion, be a more rational approach to it? Yeah, focusing our efforts where we're seeing a lot more of it, okay? So, um, and some states are doing that. You know, Florida's done a pretty good job of that, of opening up areas. Hey, it's, you know, we're okay right here. And then, no, Miami down here, we're still seeing a surge of it. We need to have more restrictions down there. Um, and, uh, and, and going from there. Um, sorry, I'm reading some of these comments as we're coming through. Yeah, um, me too, me too. <laughs> And I, I think the more rational approach is actually the more affordable one. If we focus our efforts a little bit more and put a little bit more time and effort into, you know, specific situations, then I think that helps the economy because, you know, we're, we're okay here and there. But, you know, I think, I think it should be tailored towards the people that we know that this is not good for. If me, you or I get it, our chances of dying are below zero. That's just mm -hmm. what the numbers show. They don't lie. You know, I've done my due diligence on this. I know you have too. So I encourage other people, you know, too as mm -hmm. well, but it's, 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 um, you know, um, that's how it is. Somebody, uh, Travis commented and said, um, you know, exact, the media exaggerates the truth. That's exactly what they do because they make their money from you viewing and you're viewing. They then bring in advertisements, you know, so the, the ones with the most views are going to get the most advertisements and the most dollars, you know, um, so it's, it's right. always there. Sensationalism and controversial statements. Some, yeah. Some of the headlines that they've put up and some of the numbers that they originally and go, and I encourage everybody listening to go look at this. So they, you know, millions and millions and really high numbers of, of deaths and all kinds of stuff that they originally put out has been retracted so many times. The original guy that they took these, these numbers from, um, you know, has mm -hmm. completely retracted a lot of his stuff because you know, they know that it's, uh, it's going to be incorrect now. Um, I encourage also people to go look at Sweden. They took a completely different approach um, and look at their um, stuff. I don't have the numbers on that one off the top of my head. Right, um, right. I will be honest with you. I, th I think they were, uh, they are a lot smaller than, um, than us, of course, but they've, uh, their death rate, um, I don't know what the exact number of the death rate is, but it has uh, been written several times now that they are completely down already. 
and they never locked down. They never did anything. What did they do then? Nothing. That you know of? Nothing. Not a thing. Okay. <laughs> uh, well, just um, because, because I hear this argument, um, I hear this counter argument a lot. And sure. I have my own thoughts on it, but just to play devil's advocate for what you were saying. For Absolutely. Focusing the area, focusing the efforts on people who are most vulnerable. Um, I've heard a lot of arguments who say, yes, you can focus on nursing homes and prisons and such, but we are all carriers. So uh, let, let's say like you and I go out and we, and we go out and we do our usual thing. And then we accidentally come in contact with someone's grandma and that kills them. So us going out is being irresponsible to other people who, who are vulnerable was the usual counter argument that I hear. And forgive me, like if you have that argument, sure. I didn't paraphrase correctly, but sure, that's, sure, uh, sure. That's, where, that's the argument where, here. What would sure, you say to that? Absolutely. Where were all those people in the flus going around? How come you weren't ridiculing me for going out when the flu season? That's my question to those people. Why are you now ridiculing me because I can get the flu and, 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 and be asymptomatic for days and go around and spread it to hundreds of people mm -hmm. in contact here in the store and this and that, but right. I'm not getting ridiculed for that. Why, why is it with this and not with that? Does that make sense? I guess, um, it, well, again, because I've read so many of these arguments online, the, the, their usual counter argument is that <clears throat> this is more deadly. Um, I don't know that the numbers show that. Yeah. Uh, you're talking about um, the, like the percentage wise. Yeah. The percentage. Yeah. Wise, yeah. Yeah. You, you yeah. Say, yeah, absolutely. Okay. It is, but you, there's things that there's, there's things that you cannot control. Okay. And that's something that mm -hmm. you, you can't control because with this, you can be asymptomatic for seven to 14 days. You can completely have it run through and be asymptomatic and have mm -hmm. and spread it to everybody. So what are you supposed to do? Right, right, right. You know, um, yes. If you, if you come with symptoms, if you come down with symptoms, absolutely. That are, are warrant a weakened immune system and possibly having the virus. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You should limit your contact no matter what. I mean, right, no matter, right. no matter what it is, you know, okay. it's, if, if, um, if, if you think you may be coming down with a cough or something like this, um, you need to take those precautions. Let's say if I have, I feel like I have a little, it rarely ever happens, but let's say if I'm in the office and I take care of a lot of people and I feel like I have a cold or something coming mm -hmm. on, I'm going to be taking precautions, washing my hands and doing all this stuff or this or that. Mm -hmm. When let's say, let's say I did have the flu and an elderly person came in and, uh, you know, where is the, it's, it's that the, the people that fall into that aren't congruent with everything, you know? So if, if that's how they feel about that, they would really frown upon me if I had a little sniffle or, you know, something else going on that may be the start of, of COVID, but it's not, and still leaving my office open. Right. Right. You see what I'm saying? So no, I just yeah. feel like that the, the people that use that argument aren't congruent with it. So I understand. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, I, th and I totally usually get what usually you're those people are in the are in the fear mindset. They're worried about it. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, now th this is a more controversial topic. I mean, I, everything we do is controversial. So I, if you don't want to touch upon this, it's okay. But um, the idea of what well, you mentioned that um, people with the flu are still going out and about and they're not being ridiculed—that's a very common thing that's brought up when people push for mandatory mass vaccination for the entire population. Do you yeah. have an opinion on that? Okay. Yeah. And it's pretty simple. You, I, I'm not, I wouldn't, uh, you know, I'm not, it's as simple as this for me. I'm trying to, I'm trying to put this a little bit more lightly <laughs> because right. my, my view is pretty hardcore on this. 
um, is I'm not going to take something that was fast tracked and made with no testing, no double blind placebo study and put it in all of my family, uh, my kids, myself, uh, and be okay with that. I'm just not going to do it. You know, that's mm -hmm. my opinion. Um, and, uh, how I feel about it. Uh, other people can disagree, but it's, uh, it's not happening. Right. Right. Okay. Um, no, that's, that seems reasonable to me. We have ma we have mass flu vaccinations right now and the flu is still rampant, still kills people, still kills a ton of people. Right. Um, I won't go it, too much. What, what I, I would say, what, here's what I would leave with that is go look at who has the patents and who stands to make the money off the COVID vaccination. Mm -hmm. Okay. And this isn't a, a vaccine or anti-vaccine thing. It's just a, a, a good and evil. And, um, Oh, are we still there? Yeah. A good and evil standpoint. And, um, go look at who stands to make the money when, uh, we get there and, uh, and, and do that mass vac vaccination and see what those people, uh, how they're playing this thing. That's what I would, I would encourage people to go research. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, I need to unplug my headphones and plug my charger in. Hold on one sure. second here. Let me see if, sure. uh, make sure we don't, uh, lose audio too bad. Can you still hear me? No, I can still hear you. Don't worry. Don't worry. Okay. Perfect. Uh, one second here. Can you hear me? I don't want to die during this. Okay. <laughs> right, one sec. Can you hear me? Yeah, I got you. Yeah. Okay. Sorry about that. All right. No, no problem. Um, and I, I won't touch too much on what's um, for like pro-vax or anti-vax just because it's such a touchy matter. But this is what I'll say. Well, I, wouldn't, um, I wouldn't mind touching on it, but we'll just, we'll just be gentle <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll move on. Well, I mean, <laughs> we have plenty of other stuff to cover. But um, yeah, what I'll say is that, you know, I'm not necessarily anti-vax, but what's interesting to me is that vaccinations are produced by – I'll put it this way. You ask Republicans, Democrats, Libertarians, like, do we trust corporations? Do we trust all corporations at all times? Okay, and all of them almost always say no. But if they produce something and say everyone has to take this, everyone has to buy this, suddenly some people are like, well, I'm perfectly okay with this because it's a vaccination, because it's this, because it's this. Um, I think it shouldn't be as controversial um, this by the, to say not all vaccinations are good for all people at all times. Everybody's biology, everybody's biology and, and, and chemistry is different and everybody's going to respond differently. You know, yeah. we don't have, we don't vaccines. There's not a single vaccine that goes through a double blind placebo study, like every single drug on the market, you know, every mm -hmm. single drug goes through a double blind placebo study where they go, this, this, this population gets the drug, this population gets a placebo and we see the effects. Vaccines don't go through that. They're, they're made very quickly and then they're boom out on the market. And, um, that's, that is something that people that are, first off, the term anti-vax comes from the media. Okay. That's where that term mm -hmm. comes from. And a lot of times people that are labeled as anti-vax and I, I have, I have feet in both, in both of these circles here. Um, so I'm not talking one way or the other, but right, right. what I'm saying is that, that that group usually that's one of their main problems is that these things aren't tested like they should and a lot of people don't know that um that that that's that's one thing that they're proponents of is 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 a double blind placebo study 
of uh, all vaccinations. Uh, but, but a fast track that COVID vaccination, um, you know, that quickly with no safety testing and stuff like that, I would, I would have a, a serious problem. Uh, yeah, you, know, you have that. questions about that. Um, yeah, no, I'm not sure. I'm not sure this would apply to the COVID um, vaccination, but, and again, I'm not necessarily anti-vax, but some, it may interest some people to know that for almost any other pharmaceutical drug or or treatment, you can sue someone for it. You can sue either the manufacturer or whoever prescribed it. With vaccines, you go through something called vaccine court. Okay. It's not, it's different from the usual legal process. So they're kind of protected from the, the usual legal consequences, the people. Who yeah, absolutely. Them. Yeah. So they, they, they spent enough money and, 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 and bribed enough people and lobbied hard enough and did the stuff to where all the liability is off of them. Uh, these manufacturers, um, they have no liability. So let's say, you know, God forbid I inject you the flu vaccine and then you come down and have a seizure and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, have some suffer some brain damage. Uh, me as the manufacturer, I have no liability, you know, for that injury that you were caused at all. Right. You know, where zero. else does that apply? And, and, and nowhere else. <laughs> and and when you sue and you win and you have a doctor on your side that says, yep, this is what caused that. And there's story after story after story. People act like they're not very common. They are very common. Mm-hmm. I won't go down that road. And <laughs> um, you sue and you win. The money that's paid out comes from you, your pocket and my pocket and our tax dollars. It's a tax funded uh, settlement. Okay. And this fund uh, to this day has paid out uh, billions of dollars, billions and billions of dollars to people who have been injured by uh, vaccines and won, uh, you know, payouts in that, in that court. Okay. Yeah. Um, lots of stuff to touch on there. Um, yeah. I think again- we're going down. I think we're going down that road. <laughs> and, and, and our point is with a COVID vaccination, you know, it being fast tracked and, and us not having a study, you know, yeah. uh, is, is a little bit worrying. And some people have yeah. no problem with that. And that's fine. But that's, that's a problem. That's a, a thing that we need to address in the United States is do you want that you're right, you know, to health decisions and health procedures and drugs that are put in your bodies to still be your choice or be the government's choice? I mean, we get down a slippery slope and a scary, a scary uh, thing if we start, you know, talking about, you know, forced, you know, things of that nature. Right. Um, there are some people who would argue that, um, to use an extreme example, someone said, well, how many children do you have to, how many children have to die before you give up your rights? He said, well, all of them. They're my <laughs> rights. <laughs> That's an, an extreme example. But I mean, there are some people who have, who have that kind of mindset to where mm, there are certain things, there's a cost, certain things, certainly sometimes a terrible cost, but is it worth the benefits of having a free nation and having additional rights and the rights that we were born with um, is the usual argument for that. Um, for you mentioned reasonable precautions for regular people. What do you think of masks? <laughs> okay. Well, I was, I will tell you what the research shows and there's articles all over the place. If you want to message me, I'll send them to you, but people can just Google it. You know, yeah. uh, that's one thing too. When you start doing something like this, you don't have it readily available to just, you know, sit here. All you got to do is type it in Google to find it if people want to find it. It's all over the place. Okay. Masks do not work to prevent you from spreading and getting the virus. It's just science. It's just the truth. Okay. These Mm -hmm. cloth masks, everybody that's making them, 
I will say, I think it's a very noble thing. I love that people are trying to find solutions and yeah, put yeah. it out there and donate. And I love that. I'm a huge fan of that. We do that all mm -hmm. the time here in our clinic. Okay. But they do nothing. Okay. The cloth ones do nothing. Okay. The virus particle, the size of the virus particle is hundreds of times smaller than the openings in the cloth. You know, uh, they, they can't stop it and prevent it. What masks are designed for. And these ones of the, the most popular one I see is the cloth one. And then the second one is like a surgical mask. Okay. Mm -hmm. What those surgical masks are designed for is for a surgeon to wear it. So when he's leaning over doing the surgery for hours on end, he's not sneezing, breathing, uh, coughing, uh, you know, right. ruling whatever into, uh, the, the person that they're working on. Yeah. That's what they're designed to do. Okay. Gloves, mm -hmm. the way they use gloves, uh, they're changing them every time. Okay. So like you see somebody that goes to the store, wa watch them. I literally sat in my car and I'll tell you an example of why, and I just watch people and what they're doing and it makes, it's, it just makes no sense. There's no rationality in it. And, mm -hmm. and you watch these people and I was talking to somebody about this in the office just the other day. Gloves, they touch everything with gloves. Gloves, 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 Okay. <laughs> then they, then at, at the store. Okay. Then their gloves off and then they grab their groceries and put them in the car and then they get home and they unload them without gloves right right how does that make sense it or some people who keep the gloves on for like the, the for like a day or two where they, they do everything with the okay same gloves. but what what the what science shows is that's gonna that's gonna actually spread more that's gonna spread more virus and more issues and more mm. germs and stuff because you're picking all that up as you're touching 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 and then you get in your car and you touch your room and you do this or that. My point that I was making earlier is like what we, when I was replying to that comment, it's like what we would have to actually do to stop the virus from spreading. It's not possible. You would have to have a pack of gloves. Okay. You touch the onion. All right. Take those gloves off, put it in here. Okay. Uh, new pair of gloves. All right. We got a banana. Boom. All right. Those gloves off here. Sanitize. Okay. New pair of gloves. Let's go to the meat section. Got me. It's just not possible. You, you, can't to, you also have to buy gloves because you're going to run out. Exactly. It's just not, you can't, even the people that are, that are saying that this thing is way scarier than what it is will even tell you there's, you can't, there's no stopping it. There's no, right. one of the, one, the guy that Joe Rogan brought on when all this was first going down, he said, you know, we can do all this stuff, uh, but you cannot stop a virus from, you know, spreading. Uh, it's just, you can't do it. You know, mother nature always wins these things. Yeah. I remember that. I, I saw part of that. So well, what's curious to me, by the way, can you hear well, me? Let me make, yeah. Let me make a couple more points about the mask thing. Okay? Go on, go on, go on. Some of them do. There's the N95 mask. Yeah. That one will. Right. Right. That's, not that many people have that one. You know, most mm -hmm. people are wearing one that they made or they bought from somebody that they made the cloth ones. They do absolutely nothing. You might as well not wear them. And I don't, I don't mean to say that to hurt somebody's feelings. It's just the truth. It, mm -hmm. they, they're not. And you know, a joke I made to somebody the other day, I said, you know, not to somebody, of course, that was for him, just somebody we were talking back and forth. And I said, okay, if that really blocks out everything, you don't mind if I'm standing right next to you and I just like fart just terribly. <laughs> right? Right. Right, you're still right. gonna smell it. I'm still gonna smell your breath if we're close to each other. They just they don't do they're not doing anything. This, right. What is the difference between wearing a cloth mask and walking around like this? Nothing, not a thing. Well, it's tiring. A lot of they did a, they did this one study I read, and it, it, it made perfect sense. Is 
people with the mask, if you watch in the store, they're always pulling it up to talk to you, pulling it down, they're touching their right. face more, they're doing all the stuff. So they do have the virus, they're, they're spreading it anyways. And then they're going here, 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 and then they're touching the stuff at the store, and then you're coming behind them and touching it. It's just, it's right. just, it's insane. I watched this guy today. I, I was at Walmart today. I get in my car. This guy gets out with his uh, elderly mom. Um, he has the mask in his hand, no gloves. He's got it kind of crumpled up in his hand, just holding it like this, grabs a cart just from the parking lot. So anybody could have had it. I could have mm -hmm. coughed all over it. You know, it wasn't mm -hmm. a sanitized one like up front. Grabs it, starts pushing it, and then starts putting his mask on as they're walking. And after he's already touched the cart and stuff, then takes the mask and puts it on his face. I'm like, that. you just <laughs> defeated the whole purpose. So here's what it all boils down to is all that stuff people are doing, it's just mm -hmm. appealing to their fear. It's just making them feel better. That's it. Right. He's putting on the gloves and these masks and stuff. It's just making people feel better. That's honestly what it is. And that sounds harsh, but it's just the truth. It's, it's, right. it's a, and if people want to do that, it makes them feel better. I'm actually for that. If right. it makes you feel better to put on the mask and the gloves when you're going out, by all means do it because your sanity and your, um, you know, your relaxation and your peace of mind at the end of the day is, is what's important. But I'm sorry. They just, they, they, they're not going to prevent the spread. You know what that reminds me of? Um, I think, I don't know if they did this when we were kids. I don't really remember. We did that for tor tornado drills. But I remember, I think in the 50s and 60s, there was like a nuclear bomb drill and they would have kids like duck under the desk. Yeah, you know, duck and cover. Yeah. <laughs> so it's, I think it's similar to that. It makes you feel better and the kids don't panic. And if you die, you die a little bit more relaxed, perhaps. I don't know. Um, <laughs> now, is there ever a time, in your opinion, to wear a cloth mask, to wear a cloth mask? If you have a cough, for example, or no, it's not. It, it's not gonna. It's not gonna stop. The science shows it's not gonna. It's not gonna stop. Now, okay. can an argument be made that maybe a little bit less of it? I don't know that there's the science to show that. It, it mm -hmm. may or may not be out there, but no, in my in my opinion, from what I've read. Okay, so um, to, just to clarify, not only will it not stop you from getting the virus, but you also won't stop spreading the virus to other people. Spreading it as well. Yes, absolutely, because. Okay. What the science shows is that you're touching your face more to rearrange it and stuff like that. And are people sanitizing these masks and washing them after every use? No, no. absolutely no. not. No, you know, so it's, it's, uh, that's the type of things you'd have to do. And then hand sanitizer is a big thing as well. What, what research shows that you actually have to do is put it on, sit here and let it air dry for up to two minutes. Who mm -hmm. does that? There's also no study at all that exists that shows it even kills COVID. Right. Right. You know, so that, that's another thing, you know. Um, now, am I using it right now? Yep. Between patients, I'm every time, you know. Yeah. Why uh, not? Yeah, exactly. Um, but no, they don't. Um, the gloves and, you know, I see that at Walmart all the time. I just like, I like watching people watch what they do. Or they walk up to somebody and they got the mask on and then they need to ask them something. So they just pull it down and then ask them. Right, or people right. have it just hanging around their neck or this or that, you know, it's like. It's not, you know, and Arkansas didn't really lock down. So, yeah. you know, if we, and the cases, you know, aren't that bad and almost half of them are in the prison system. So I don't think in my opinion, again, it's my opinion that uh, again, going back to the, you know, previous comment about, you know, unlocking, you know, everything, right. the spiking cases in Arkansas. I don't think so because we're pretty much unlocked anyways. What Apple's data shows is that everybody's moving around and ignoring it anyways. Right, right. Uh, that actually brings us to a point because I, I had another one I was going to, but I'm, th this one is, is good. Um, well, if you talk to people online and you hear, you hear them talk about it, people have different 
ideas of what lockdown means. Okay, for me, lockdown is you know Walmart's closed, and you know I I, I want to get a drink in their clothes, and I can't get a drink anywhere. Sure, sure, sure. <clears throat> so, lockdown some people needs a stay at home order. That's what right. I when I say lockdown, that's what I mean. Stay at home. Order. Stay at stay at home order. Okay. Well, some people I go beyond that. Some people, um, I see people who they go on other people's videos and stuff who and that are outdoors, and they say we well, shouldn't even be outdoors because you'd be coughing and the wind could carry the virus. Oh, uh, that's not true. <laughs> right. Well, I mean, not only are some people saying oh, we should stay at home, not even the stores are closed and we go out for necessities, but you don't go out. Some people haven't left their house in I, I don't know how many how many months. I, I don't know what they're doing. Um, but the, you're more likely are, you're more likely to get sick because all that time your immune system is boom 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 no sunlight you're sitting inside yeah I know you're not eating healthy during that time you're not exercising no. most likely you're just sitting inside and getting sick and being still and then when you go out you know your body's always adapting to stuff boom 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 and you lose that adaptation for a while and your immune system suppressed when you do go back out you're gonna get more sick um, than if you if you were moving about. Now, if you're, right. this, is, this is a blanket. So that's the exception to the rule is elderly people, diabetic people, congestive heart failure. People have two or more comorbidities. That, I'm not talking to those people. Those are the, the exception to the rule. Mm -hmm. Those people, yeah, you do need to watch. You, you do need to not be in large groups. You need to um, you know, um, you know, limit uh, non-essential travel, that type of stuff. But that's not that's – not, most people. That's the exception to the rule. And what happens in our country is a lot of the rules that we make are based on exceptions. Right. And that, that's, 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 a, uh, that's, that's an issue, in my opinion. Yeah, it's a, um, a dangerous one, perhaps. Um, no, I, I mean, you probably know some things about this as well, but just being out in nature, you know, calms us down. You know, a lot of people are, the depression rates have spiked. Um, by the way, I was watching a little spider crawl in, but I'm not going to bother him. Chris <laughs> uh, rates have spiked. Um, our stress levels go down. This is just, just out being in the woods. And what you mentioned about going out, going outside and adapting, I think it's similar to exercise. When we exercise, it's actually, you know, don't take it out of context, but it's actually bad for our body in the sense that we're breaking down our muscle. We're using our reserves. or We're causing micro trauma in our muscles. Okay, well, when we go outside and we have to fight off infection, yeah, infection's coming to us. You know, it's starting to attack our body. But why is this good for us is that we learn to fend it off. Now, it's just like, again, water is good for us. Drowning is bad for us. You know, it's the, if you're exposed to too much of it, it, of course, it's bad. But we need this constant trickle in order to stay strong and arguably in order to live is right. my opinion on that. Right, right. Um, yeah, I mean, if you want me to make, like, if you want me to just, you know, point blank, you know, point blank say what I think Arkansas should do would be return to normal and then encourage those types of populations to stay at home. Not everybody, but those types of populations maybe have some funding for some programs or some volunteers to um, work with those people a little bit closer. And maybe, maybe it's delivering their groceries or this or that. So that, right, right. that a lot of people spend some of our money and resources there, uh, but let the economy go and then put more focused efforts on the nursing homes and this and that, you know, because we were, the hospitals are going to get overrun. The hospitals are going to get overrun. Most hospitals in the States, like, you know, here are dead. They're laying people off. They're doing same one here. Stuff. So, same you know? here. It's, it's yeah. And, and they've turned wings into COVID units and stuff. The, the one here, they turned the whole upstairs. I have a patient. That, same here. Same yeah, here. Work, yeah. The they zero turned, patients. They turned a whole wing into a COVID. Yes, it wasn't even necessary. 
Yeah, no, zero patients. They, they turned, um, I think they converted an entire floor to a COVID, like nothing. It's operating at 40% capacity. They laid off a lot of people. Um, almost every hospital employee I know um, has reduced hours. And this is from their mouths. And this is not me reading about it. And like, not Absolutely. Listening to them. yeah, yeah. yeah. And that's, but, but before all that stuff, the, what people are, because, you know, I see hundreds of people every week in this office. What they're coming in and telling me is what I take to heart more than anything that I read. Because I'm dealing with the plumber, the, the doctor, the nurse, the, you know, this and that. And I start hearing the similar stories over and over and over again. That's what plays to me more than what somebody, you know, from somewhere with some opinion, you know, has because of, uh, you know, what um, – because you know there's uh, something behind the scenes as to why they have that opinion i won't go down the road but right no th this is a, and this is a good place to converge the two topics we're talking about which is reasonable precautions and masks because we have done this kind of a soft opening of i think barbershops and i think restaurants are due to open i think the 11th uh, correct me if i'm wrong um, but yeah it's, monday. It's i think that's monday yeah yeah, yeah i was in dallas <clears> a couple <throat> weekends sorry go ahead remind no. me if i forget to tell you about when i was in dallas Weeks okay, I'll write, I'm, I'm writing down stuff as you talk, so I'll, I'll write down Dallas and I'll underline it. All right. But, uh, so I think from what I understand, um, from what I've heard of from some restaurant owners, uh, restaurants are allowed to open if they mandate masks. From, uh, uh, so okay, let, let me explain it. Uh, right. Customers have to wear masks until they're served water and food. And servers have and to wear masks. And does that make sense? Well, I, again, like you brought up all this science and stuff. And I mean, like big, like scientific organizations, like I think the, the Surgeon General of the U.S. has said, don't wear masks. Okay. Um, so there's yeah. that. Okay. Yet we are making government decisions, even though other government authorities have said that they're ineffectual or making things worse. This is and where you the, can really go down the rabbit hole with some of that stuff. Well, let's say, go down the rabbit look, hole. Look who has, who stands to make money from those recommendations and start going down that and looking at it and who stands to profit from these solutions that they're talking about and who is the person that's portraying it and what vested interest do they have in portraying it that way? Does it logically make any rational person listening to me right now? Does it make sense to sit in a booth with people? I got somebody here, 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 here. I'm meeting my family. I haven't seen in weeks because we're so excited. They may have it and may be asymptomatic. And we're right. all going to sit in a booth and we're going to have our mask covered, which the masks don't work anyways. And we're going to have our face covered. But then when our food gets there, we're going to take it off. Right, right. What, it doesn't make any sense. What's the point? Why are we even wearing it? Because well, it makes people feel better. That's why. It, it may, that makes no sense at all. And then, so here's the example from Dallas. All right, I go to this restaurant. I meet two of my friends from high school. We're catching up, having a great time. We sit out in the patio. They have it kind of spread out. You know, you can't be too close. I'm fine with that. You'll spread it out a little bit. They weren't requiring us to wear masks, uh, but they they weren't doing any menus. Oh, we don't want to touch menus after you and blah, blah, blah. Oh, blah, really? Blah. <laughs> right. So you had to get the menu. You had to pull up the menu on your phone and, and then tell them what you wanted. Okay. <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm eating off the fork. I'm touching all the plate. I'm sitting in the chair. I'm breathing over everything off the plate. Mm -hmm. and I'm bending over eating. Talking. And then, and then they come and grab it when I'm done. I'm like, right. well, okay, no. so, you know, so great that we didn't have the menu. You know, uh, it's, I don't, it doesn't make sense. If some of these things that we were doing made sense, I would be on complete on board with it. You know, them spreading oh, yeah. people out in the restaurant. Cool. Fine. I don't think it's necessary, but it's great. You know? 
if, if right, that's right. If that Absolutely. that is one that makes sense it it limits human to human contact a little bit even though those people are touching everything and the waiter's touching it and then the waiter's coming to your table coming as well you know it's like right right you know um, like like another, one more example real quick is like fine. i've had patients and more power to them they, they want to wait to come in until this thing is over and if that if if you think that your your uh um exposure limit is going to be less you have a less chance or you're not going to get it or this or that that's fine but then you know we're in a small area up here not as small as mountain home but then i go in right. walmart and i see them you know just praying around no mask and gloves walking around you know this or that it's like people are just doing making decisions based on their fears and doing stuff based on that fear you know it's just it's funny to hear a patient you know, say, oh, yeah, we're not going to come into the office because, you know, the virus thing and blah, blah, blah. And then you see them at right. Walmart or you see them at Target or you see them at, you know, so-and-so and they're, you know, just shopping right. or whatever and getting groceries, no masks, no anything else. It's like more people go into that those stores than they do in the in the clinic every day, you know, right. people are touching stuff. Most likely, whatever you just grabbed out of, out of the whatever the food that you grabbed, several people have already been by it, breathed on it or touched it, you know? So not only that, but one of our employees have told me everything they put on the shelves that looks nice and shiny. It's been on the ground. Okay. Yeah. They put everything on the ground where people walk. Okay. They walk into, so, so just one example, they walk around the parking lot where tires have been and they've touched roadkill oh, yeah. armadillos with leprosy and they've walked into public restrooms and where there's like, God knows what's on there. Yeah. yeah they, they, they put... Wiping off menus off, or wiping the menus off normally. Anyway. Yes, exactly. It, it just doesn't, it just doesn't make, uh, it doesn't make sense. It's like we eliminate the menu. So we eliminated the virus. It's just the, yeah. it's a, it's a fear thing. No, I will say um, not, not to necessarily blame the restaurant or the employees because. Absolutely not. Example. It's not, yeah. they're trying, they're trying to operate their business. And, and, and that's where it gets tough because I'm a business owner. It gets tough to, you want to do things the right way, of course. You want to be able to operate and make money, but and then you want to also not make people mad and make sure you're appealing to their fears while it's just you're, you're having to jump through so many hoops and please so many people and do so many different things to make your business run that I think it's it's really really tough for people. And uh, if you know, if if uh, we don't uh, change a lot of the things it scares me about you know the financial future for a lot of people right right and we're already beginning to feel the effects of this i think well like wendy's um there's a couple of wendy's that don't sell hamburgers you can't get burgers right now yeah yeah and wendy's yeah uh but i'll I'll give it yeah we're gonna see the effects from this down the road it's not once this thing clears up and they lift all our sections it's gone we're gonna see economic effects and uh you know all all sorts of effects you know, weeks, months from this thing. And that's what scares me about not being rational about it. You know, uh, that, that, that's what really gets me. And it's, it's not just, uh, and, and people's counter argument to that a lot of times is, oh, well, it's uh, the money's more important than the lives. No, it's the, those people are, people get sick and then they pass away. That sounds really blunt and harsh, but they do. And elderly people are already more susceptible to stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, um, the flu takes out a lot of elderly people, you know, per year. Um, it's the effects of all of that on your future and your kids' future and, and all of that. 
Well, and it's not just about money. I mean, people have done very evil things for money and we kind of demonized it, but it's just a representation of what humans do. If you're going out and you want to serve people with whatever service you have, like you're doing, you're helping people with chiropractic. Um, like people need to cut hair, people need to serve food, people need to eat. Um, you're providing a service and your money is a representation of that. So it's not about money being more important than lives. It's your livelihood um, and our lives more important than lives. Because again, a lot of people died during the depression. People can die without money. You know, uh, people can die without human contact. So it's not necessarily about money versus lives. It's more about lives versus lives. Yes, that's opinion. what I'm saying. I, that's just kind of the point that's taken from the other side, that, 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 that far side of it. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's what I mean. Stay at yeah. home, don't do anything, blah, blah, blah. All these people, they just care about money. They don't care about people's lives. And... I would just challenge that person to really think about your quality of life and the majority of the people's quality of life as we go down, you know, uh, from this. Right. Um, but here's an example of something, how it's already been, um, a restaurant that's already been affected and may continue to be affected. I, I won't say who it is, but I, I went in and they were telling me, um, cause at the point, at that point I had misunderstood the masks thing. I, I thought that restaurants could mandate masks if they chose, but she said, no, that, um, you have to have customers wear masks as you come in and can you hear me? It says the internet connection unstable. Can you hear me? Yeah, you're good, man. Okay. Um, <clears throat> they have to wear masks until they're served food and drink and they had um, you have to be really far apart. I think they usually have like 10 tables, uh, but because of how they, how spaced apart they had to be, they would have three uh, in- indoors or like something like re- a steep decrease and servers would have to wear masks and stuff. And she was thinking that even though they were losing money, not opening for dine-in and people eating there, that she may consider, she may consider not opening even though they were allowed to just because of the damage to her brand. Cause it's kind of like a fine dining area that, make her if she has to enforce that because if a customer comes in you know and it's like slightly before they get their drink they take off their mask okay she doesn't care at all okay but another customer to the right might care and say well that table over there took off their mask you need to you need to force them to put it on or i'm going to call the health department and she has to go in and it's either making one person angry or the other I think I lost someone. <laughs> hey guys, um, it's Hampton from Hybrid Calisthenics. I lost Ryan. Um, he, he, okay, send me the link again. It's okay. We're, we're getting Ryan back. We're getting Ryan back. No need to panic. <laughs> um, you can just listen to my voice for a second. Let's see. I'll pop it in. Looks like he may have, uh, something may have, his phone may have died or something. We'll see. We will persevere. Sent. Um, if you have any questions, please comment in the chat and uh, he'll be happy to answer. Um, sorry, I haven't been as active in the chat as I usually am. Just wanted to say hi to everyone. Hello to Bob Nunley. Hello to Daniel. And hello to Tina. And... Nam, Hadi, everyone, um, everyone who has commented, thank you for joining. Um, oh, here we go. He is waiting. He's waiting to come in. 
Um, here he is. Here he is. <laughs> uh, as I was saying, if anyone has any questions, please let us know. Um, hey, Ryan. Ryan is connected to audio. Can you hear me? Yeah, can hear you. Uh, anything happened or just, just disappeared? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think uh, my phone died. My fault. But I think we're still live and still going, right? Yeah, we're still live. No, I, I mean, um, we're, we're, let me make sure it's, yeah, it never stopped recording. It was, uh, you, you popped out for a second. Yeah, I talked to everyone. That, that my, was phone the most plugged, my phone is even plugged in and charging. So I guess we just, we just, <laughs> we just ran it too hard. Well, it's all right. That was well, like a second minute and a half. Right here. Well, I mean, look at, I'm um, just to be conspiratorial. Look at how many people we angered. <laughs> They're going to shut down this live stream between like two Facebook groups that have like a thousand members each. <laughs> the one that like this one Facebook yeah, we group, got, we, got people. we got censored. Right. <laughs> Stands in the way between villainy and peace. 1000 members on Facebook. <laughs> But uh, where was uh, where was the last thing before you uh, before I cut off or before you lost me? You were talking about the restaurants and how uh, uh, how uh, sorry I was reading some, some comments trying to make no, sure it's okay. we addressed all of them. Uh, the restaurants and how it was t they're having to wear masks they're required to. Yeah. Uh, Oh, hello to Tina Canfield and, and her eight-year-old son. Shout out to you. Thank you for following the stuff. Um, I will say this. Yes, um, there was a restaurant that was they're allowed to open on Monday or whenever, and they were considering not opening uh, because she thought it would, may damage her brand reputation a little bit too much. And she gave an example in the sense That's that- That's what's scary. That's what's yeah. scary is if they do it um, too soon, it's, people are going to be mad. Well- so she said that you, um, and for people who don't know, this is what she told me. Um, you customers that come in until they're served food and drink, they have to wear a mask. And I think she usually has 10 tables. Instead, they would be allowed to have three just because they had to be spaced apart a certain amount. And while that's, she was losing money from not opening for, from dine in because they have a pretty, uh, they do pretty well in their business, but she was considering not opening be, just because she may be considered the bad guy. If a customer comes in, you know, and put, takes off their mask slightly before they get their drink, okay, she doesn't care at all. But the table next to them, you know, I was like, well, you know, the, I don't want to sit, I don't want to be in this restaurant if someone's not putting on their mask, uh, even though the, the, you know they're not wearing a mask either. <clears throat> and so she has to go over there and talk to them, and then they may get upset at her. And it's like kind of a fine dining area, and the people are maybe arguing, or if someone on the other side of the room is coughing the customers may be upset with each other and they may stop coming in. So she was considering not opening despite being allowed to. And I, like, that's the even crossed my mind because yeah. originally what I was, what I thought was, and I think this would be more reasonable that if restaurants chose, they could mandate masks. Um, and if someone. That's the want, impression that I was under until the other day as well. Yeah. Um, so, and she can't be the only one thinking this. So that, that, that was something that really surprised me. And that's something um, so that's both economic and sociological, which we've, we both touched upon, you know, the economics in the sense that she will be making as much money, but sociological in the sense that humans may not trust each other as much as we once did. Yeah, for sure. Um, I, I, I hate, and I don't use, I try not to use the word, hate. it's a strong word. I hate what this has done, like to just, you know, social interactions. Like you can just tell 
when two people like get close to each other now, they're like, ah, oh, should I be worried, worried about coming close to you? Like, ah, oh, how close should I stand? Like, I went to shake somebody's hand the other day and they wouldn't shake my hand. Right. How did they react? I, w- I was just like, oh, okay, you know, whatever. But then in my yeah, head, yeah. And like, they, were like, they were like appalled or like offended that I went to shake their hand. They're like, oh, no. Uh. But meanwhile, they were standing <laughs> next to several other people less than six feet. I'm like, if she breathes on you right now you're, and she has it, you're going to get it. But you're worried about me shaking your hand. And I don't have it. I was tested for it. It was, te- it was negative. <laughs> right. But, um, you know, they don't know that, of course. But I'm, I'm being a little extreme. But my point is, like, that's, like, I hate that, you know. And, like, when you're in a store and I'm like, like, I need to walk down an aisle and somebody's already on that aisle looking right where I need to be. I hate that in my mind. I'm thinking like, oh, like if I get too close to this person, they're going to be upset or this or that, or people kind of like tiptoe around each other and try not to get too close and this and that. Like it's kind of scary to me. I I hate it. Right, right. Um, well, he- here's an interesting topic um, for people who are watching this and happen to agree agree with us completely or partially, and they want to slowly help to introduce the gradual change back to what we consider normality to where we weren't as uh, germophobic in that sense what can the average person do to help that especially if they're lucky enough to have some kind of following either on social media or in person so either either on business help, or what well, can they do to help what um introduce um to get us to help gradually reintroduce society back to what we considered a normality back to where we weren't as germophobic and we are willing to Everybody do more. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Um, just in your opinion, what, what do you think the average person watching this, what could they do? Man, help? I, I don't have an answer for that. That's tough. That's really yeah, tough. Yeah, it is. Because That's why I asked you. <laughs> I, I don't, you know, I don't know what people can do to get over that stuff. Here's what I think will happen. Okay. And I think by the end of this summer, uh, you're, barely going to hear about it. You'll still have some states that are maybe one or two, New York and California, those types of states that are still all, you know, weird about it, but it'll be mostly gone. And when we stop hearing about it in the media, everybody will forget about it and society will go back to normal. And then uh, months down the road, they'll start talking about a second wave or resurgence or another season or, you know, something like that. But I would like to remind everybody that, you know, some things that came new, like H1N1 and, mm-hmm. you know, those things, when we had those things come, come around, they're still here. Uh, they still affect people. There's still positive cases of it um, as well. Um, so, you know, uh, right. I think when we stop hearing about it every day is when society will go back to normal. But right. I, think, I think the time is coming very soon is that, that just our leaders are taking the approach of doing it slowly. Um, right. And not to mention the plague, you know, you know, we talk about not being able to recover from this, but I, I guess like we're talking like hundreds of thousands of years. I mean, we do recover from most things because we, we recover so, as a society from the plague, right. from smallpox, you know, like p- people surely went through similar things and then now we're more okay with touching, t- touching each other. Now I say that having not been alive during the plague, you know, I don't know how things, <laughs> how, things I don't were, think, how things have changed. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I I think this thing's uh, is coming to a uh, not an end, but it's coming to a, uh, a more of a calm. And I just 
I hope that that time sooner than later before we get irreversible damage in people's pocketbooks and economy um, and lives and, and stuff. I've talked to so many business owners and people that work with business owners uh, that are doing um, not so hot. And uh, it's sad and scary right. here because uh, that's how they, you know, that's how uh, they take care of their family and their kids and, um, and so on and so forth. I just know, like, let's say, a, 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 for example, you take a business owner in Benton County that goes under because of this. And there's been several right around me and um, mm -hmm. they go bankrupt and all this stuff. And at the end of this thing, we had 200 cases and one death. You know, was right. it worth it? I don't know. No, no. <laughs> I'll just take the last syllable of that. And, no. uh, I would say no. Um, now, I, I get a lot of people asking me different things daily. Um, and it, it's usually exercise stuff, but I've, getting, I've been getting a lot more mental stuff. You know, um, like we were theorizing how it fosters depression. I think it's, it, it, it is fact, it's not a theory. Um, some people have talked about suicide some people yeah. have talked about how they feel alone and no one they don't feel like anyone's there um, humans aren't meant to be alone um right and, and and studies show that you know people when they're alone are more depressed and more and then will lean to be more suicidal and uh and uh and then you add lack of money you add stress of not knowing the future. you add all this stuff and i think you know, the mental health crisis is, is probably, uh, we're at a bad mental health crisis in our country. This is something that I do know a lot about. Um, right. Right. And I think that this, that is going to get, um, worse and uh, those numbers are going to go up and we're going to see spikes and suicides and spikes and depression and anxiety and, uh, you know, all sorts of things that come along with that. Right. Well, we, uh, we were talking about how we we're going to do a, a podcast and we, we, we can in like in just like a month or so based solely on mental health, like depression or anxiety or things like that. And I think that could help some people. But for now, um, I, as we start to end this podcast, I, I was thinking, uh, what would you offer for people who are feeling, it's like I, either the economic ramifications of this or the emotional ones to where some people may feel alone, they might be doing okay financially. And some people, they may feel depressed because they were once able to, to provide. I, I, I would say now. Spend time with, with uh, friends and loved ones. And if you don't feel comfortable doing that in person, then do something like this, Zoom or, you know, something. You have to have that, that connection with people. Um, you know, uh, get outside, go out in nature, uh, you know, uh, work on something. Um, right. Because, get a new hobby. Uh, throughout, the, the, throughout this thing, I started playing guitar. It's something I wanted to do ever since I was a kid. Oh, lots um, of jam sometime. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I'm I'm still just picking, you know, picking things. But yeah, okay. you can show me some stuff. You know, um, get a new hobby. Uh, you know, work on yourself. Um, you know, uh, learn to meditate. That's one thing I started doing. Oh my gosh, you know that is that is uh, awesome. You know, come out of this thing you know, a better person and, and a better version of yourself because all the stuff that you always say you don't have time to do or you don't do this because you don't have the time. Well, right now you have the time to do it, especially if you're not working or this or that, you know, um, you know, if, if it's exercise is one of them, you don't have to have a gym membership, do some of Hampton stuff, you know, right. just, you know, 
yeah, you know, use that time to become a better version of yourself is what I would Oh, say. yeah, yeah. And, and th- this is something I'm going to talk about eventually um, because I think because there are some things that happy people and fit people and people who are doing well in one way or another, um, they have naturally and they take for granted. And something I want to share with other people is, and this may seem optimistic to some of them, is once you appreciate progressing and learning about things in life, um, it's very vibrant. There's like film, history, fitness, art, music, and all these things that even if you don't want to practice, you can learn about and understand the art of it and what goes into it. And you just appreciate that in life so much more. And I, I list off like five or six things. There are thousands, thousands. Yeah. It's like a, a little things you can, you can do. Um, and touching upon just depression, you know, I mean, I think we've both gone through bouts in the past. Uh, what I've really found, and again, I hope it isn't too cliche, but it, it's really just what I think. Um, when I'm feeling down, I feel one of the best ways for me to feel better is to reach out and help someone else. Not necessarily someone who's doing worse than me, maybe someone who's doing better than me. You know, just uh, when I reach out and I help, that's when things happen. Like if you're, if you're feeling stuck, um, when we create, there's kind of like a magic effect to that. You know, I, I mean, like magic in the sense that a lot of stuff happens. When we make something, let's say you make a song or you make an informational video, or you write a novel. When you make, stuff happens around that. You can show it to other people. You can share it. You can do this. When we create, and create can be creating a relationship with someone. You know, just right. reaching out to someone who's not feeling great and talking with them. We're creating, and stuff happens revolving around that. If you're, at, if you're feeling inert, and there's nothing going on, and you're feeling like life has no meaning, when we create, I think that's the antithesis of that. That's when other stuff starts to happen, just in yeah. my opinion. Yeah, for sure. I agree. Um, there's one comment that we missed. I want to address real quick because I think it brings okay. one more really valid point. Travis said um, he agrees, and and but in Seattle, in some areas, they're doing grocery store times are specifically for older people or pregnant women. I think that's a perfect, I think that's a perfect example of a rational idea. It doesn't shut the business down. Mm-hmm. Uh, it may even bring in it may even bring in more business because oh hey we have a certain oh, yeah. time for pregnant women to shop and, and there's going to be, you know, there's going to be less people in there, you know, for 45 minutes or an hour. Um, it's not shutting the business down. It's limiting stuff. It's taking a rational approach. Um, you know, I, that's the types of things that I think we should have did from the, the get go, but the fear was so high that it was more right. extreme than what was necessary in a lot of places. Okay. Measures were necessary in a lot mm-hmm. of to the level that they were, but not in most places. And uh, that's a very, that's a good example of what I, in my opinion, is a rational uh, point uh, to this, uh, you know, to do that. I don't even think that that's necessary in my opinion, but that is a rational way to look at it. If you Mm -hmm. think this thing is a bad thing, you need to limit, you know, contact. People are still going out. We're doing less, you know, people limiting uh, or the stores limiting to how many people they can, you know, go in and go out by staying open. That's good. That's fine. You know, um, the, the, right, right. I think those examples of you know okay things that still keep still keep things running, still keep things running. Um, this is something you can offer better than I can because you own a, you're a business owner. Uh, for people whose business businesses are directly affected by this, if either if you were in their shoes, uh, what would you do, and what advice can you offer them? If you're experiencing uh, it, it, business. Yeah, it depends, depends on where they were. Uh, if they were very badly financially struggling, I would tell them to look at the PPP. You can still apply for that. The PPP alone, uh, I would say, uh, 
you know, right now you have to adapt to your market and adapt to the people that you um, do business with and find out how to do business in this market. Um, mm -hmm. You know, I know me personally, the first two or three weeks, I took about a 45% dip. Um, and then we picked, I mean, we picked right back up just as a lot of people did, but a lot, that, that dip of that two or three weeks hurt and actually killed a lot of people, uh, a lot of people's business. Um, you know, uh, get creative. Uh, you you got to find ways to still make money during this thing. Uh, that's what it's about. You know, what, what can your business do to still make the money during this time? So what I did was uh, I told everybody if I needed to come to their house because they didn't want to be out in public to adjust them, I would do that. Um, if they yeah. wanted to be the only right. person in the clinic when they got adjusted, I would do that. Uh, you know, whatever that, whatever I needed to do to find, to make it comfortable for them to still get care, uh, uh, but continue getting care that I would do. Right, uh, right. You know, uh, you just, you have to adapt right now. And uh, what'll happen is if you make it through this thing, um, you're going to take that, that energy and it's going to slingshot you um, to being way higher than where you were. Right. Um, and just touch upon that a little bit. <clears throat> um, if that bothers someone, like find out how to make money. Um, another way to look at this, and that's on, th this is entrepreneurship 101, is how do we provide value to other people? Like uh, offering sure. to go to their house, that's providing value. That, that's, something, sure. that's something they're willing to give you money for. You're providing value, you're providing a sure. service money, to someone. So if money, you have trouble, yeah, money is just a consequence to provide the value and the money happens. Right, right. So if someone has trouble thinking of how they can make money is what can I do to bring value to someone else, which is a great thing to do for business, but also for personal relationships, for everything, just kind of like what we were talking about earlier with helping someone else. Yeah. All right. Um, well, that we're going to start to uh, wind down the podcast. Is there anything else you want to say before we sign off? And you're going to have the chance to come back on probably multiple times. <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I'm going to be starting one here pretty soon. It's in the works. Um, yes. Uh, do you have any, uh, anything that people can look out for? Um, no, I'll be starting a podcast here soon. The NWA HealthCast, and, uh, have uh, different health, uh, experts on and the different things in the area. And, um, just interview some really cool people and just expand knowledge. That's what I'm all about. You know, it's as you go through life, you never, you never stop learning. Um, the smartest person in the room knows what they don't know. And I think constantly learning right. is important. So that's what it's about. Um, not to, it's not to generate revenue. It's not to increase followers. All it is is to uh, put good, inf useful information out to people like what you're doing with your uh, thing. And people really, really appreciate that. Uh, my whole philosophy in business and in life is, um, is, is give, um, don't worry about getting it. Yes. Giving. Um, and, um, you know, that's really what it boils down to with the podcast that I would like to do. So, um, that's really it. Um, uh, you know, um, uh, other than that, not a whole people lot. People can find you, um, at warrenfc.com. Warrenfc.com. Yep. Uh, my, our, our emails on there. Uh, you know, I have a public figure page. You can always contact me on there. It's just that Dr. Ryan Warren. on Facebook. Yep. Just Dr. Uh, Ryan Warren. And, uh, pop up. and an Instagram that's uh, Warren family chiropractic, correct? Uh, yeah, that's, that's more the office Instagram. Um, not as active. My personal Instagram okay. is just, uh, Dr. Warren DC. 
um, there. Um, the easiest way would be just to uh, okay. drop, drop me an email. Uh, that would be uh, Dr. Warren at warrenfc.com. Okay, good deal. Uh, we'll, we'll sign off. Thank you for having uh, Thank you for coming on and for talking about everything you did. I really appreciate that, Ryan. Yeah, I thought that was a great conversation. And uh, it was, uh, I don't think it was something to agree or, you know, disagree with. Maybe, maybe people, you know, do a little bit, but I think it's just kind of looking at where we are and um, what approach we're taking and, um, you know, we're going and is that the right approach and what we're seeing and we shared some of the numbers and you know um i think it was a good different perspectives yeah exactly good conversation to have all right so uh we'll sign off for now and i'll talk to you guys soon all right